Hello and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this episode, we have an old friend of mine. I've known him for a very long time. Uh, in the episode, uh, I think we said we worked together in 99. I think it'd be more accurate to say it was around 2000 or 2001. That really doesn't matter. But he is a DJ and a professional master of ceremonies. Uh, he's a really good guy and he's got great stories. Uh, so much that I had to split this episode in two. Um, he, he, he does a lot more than, than DJ, so uh, I, I'm going to reconnect with him later and finish up the uh, probably 45 minutes to an hour of, of interview with him about non-DJ related things. But uh, regardless, this is very informative if this is something that you want to get into. So um, I really hope you enjoy it. And as per usual, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, we can be reached at TakeMeTYD on all social media and TakeMeTYD at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. What, what, do, you, what do you do? What's your job title? <laughs> well, I guess my, the best description for that would be entrepreneur, self-employed entrepreneur. Okay. Because uh, I do several things. Um, well, let's just say if you met someone at a party and you're just trying to make small talk, what hmm. do you what do you do? Well, uh, here's what I actually say. Okay. This is what I actually say. Um, I, well, I tell people right now that I make most of my money as a DJ. Well, start there. I mean, that's where I met you. You sure. were just a, a great, like the best wedding MC I've ever seen. <laughs> you really work a room, and yeah. not in that pushy kind of like just getting people who don't want to dance up. Just really getting the room whipped up. Sure, and, uh, it's very exciting. But um, so yeah. let's go to say when you were in high school. Mm. Did you know kind of what you wanted to do? No. Uh, so, but I always had a love of music, though. Yeah. And that's kind of where that all started. Um. Actually, in my family, we have music being our background. So my, my cousin uh, is uh, was a group was a part of a group called the Fifth Dimension. Mm. This is back in the yeah. '60s and '70s. Um, he was part of that group, and my mom was always singing around the house. She always put on records. Uh, this is how old I am. So we, we were playing, <laughs> putting on records on the on the on the family record player, which looks like a piece of furniture, you know. Yeah. So we she would put on she'd sing and dance and we would do it too, yeah. uh, and then we then my dad got some headphones I guess because he got tired of us hearing his <laughs> doing it all the time and so we put on these headphones big looked like aircraft uh, yeah. <laughs> aircraft air traffic controller headphone type things yeah. and we plug in my mom would sing and dance to that so we we couldn't hear the actual music you just hear her screaming and yelling on the over there. Yeah. and I started doing the same thing so that was back in when I was eighth grade seventh eighth grade doing that. Yeah. You know, doing hit the headphones, singing and dancing, and then when I I'd, I'd always go to the school dances. So I loved doing through the school dances, and I was I was a pretty decent dancer, so I could I would get out there and dance. And then when it, when 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 I could actually start hitting the clubs, oh, it was game <laughs> on, boy! I tell you, I was at the club every week. I was going to the club Friday, Saturday, and I wasn't even a drinker. I just go out there for the music and the dancing. Yeah. Oh, Hammer had nothing on me. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> But let me, so I, anyway, so that's how I started, you know, getting involved with that aspect of it. R rewind a little bit. One time, because this is when I was in the eighth grade, when I, this is when I lived in Washington State before I even moved to Pittsburgh. Um, one of my English teachers, uh, 
I guess he saw me at a dance one time or whatever, and he saw me singing down the hall, or something, I think, whatever. And he said, you know what? You're going to be a DJ for our eighth grade dance this, this, this coming whatever. Huh. What? <laughs> I had no experience at all. I didn't even have any. I had records, you know, my own records, but I didn't know anything. So I did that. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I ended up DJing for Metromix, which is yeah. I was at Hands of Monroeville, mm -hmm. which is now gone. But Hands of Monroeville, and I knew, you remember DJ? DJ DJ um, Aaliyah is name. He was the, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. He was the DJ at Two Hands, and I knew him because of being a DJ, and he he was a clubber too, and he's actually a pretty good dancer. But I was at I was at Hool Hands that that night, and he goes, you know, you want to you want to come work with us? For where do you work? Oh, Metro Mix. All right, actually, well, Event One Two Three back then. Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, back then it was before it was Metro. Before it was Event One Two Three, it was Party One Two Three. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't even know that. It was Party 123, and then somehow it was that conflicted with somebody else had that name already, so they changed it to Event 123. Hmm. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll, I could do that. So the next, that was on a Friday night, Saturday, I actually went to their old office, you know, the one in Monroeville. Yeah. That's where I went, and they interviewed me, and they hired me, and that was the beginning of that was in probably April-ish of 1998 and I did my first wedding it was like the year anniversary of my wedding I got married uh, May 17th of 1997 and the first wedding that I did for Metro Mix or Event 123 was May May uh, whatever 16th whatever almost a year anniversary uh, of, of the next year it was my first wedding I did it in Penn Hills yeah um and so all the things that I did on the dance floor, you saw me do, you've seen mm -hmm. me do on the, that's what I used to do at the club. I was say, like, if you started in 98, I think I started there in 99. So yeah. you were already seasoned pro to me. <laughs> I was like, look at that guy. He's been doing it for a million See, years, I bet. I was doing it for, at that point, not even, maybe, maybe not quite a year. Yeah. But all I was doing was what I did on the dance floor when I was in the clubs. Because I didn't know you weren't, I didn't know, nobody told me how to do it. Yeah. So I just said... Oh, this is, you gonna pay me for this? So they hand me a microphone. Yeah. You know, they they say, and they said because I started when I started, uh, um, when I started with Better Mix, I was just the party motivator. Yeah. They gave me the microphone. They said make them dance. I said, well, I can do that. I can. That's just going out there and doing my thing. And I get out there and they did the music mixing. I didn't know the equipment yet. And then they, they did all the MC stuff. And then when it was time to dance, they gave me the mic. And I said, let's do this. And I got them. And that's how I got people on the dance floor. I was there. I didn't care. I'd go out there by myself. I had to. Yeah. It was a good. The song was good. Cripes. <laughs> you know. I've seen you do it. And it just, <laughs> it, you did an insane job yeah, of getting those people together. It's so funny because that's how, to this day, that's how I, that's how I get my clients. Because I don't even have, I have a Facebook DJ Dollar Bill, I'm, I'm DJ Dollar Bill now, just so oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that happened about 10, 11 years, well, 12 years ago now, almost 12 years ago, where that my name changed. It was, um, when I started first in a, into a club, when they started putting me in a club, which was in 2000, I, I went to the deck house in Cranberry. That's where they put me yeah. first. And that was good because I was able to build up, they finally settled to, be, to me, to put me on a Thursday night. Um, and then it, Thursday night eventually became, for a little while at least, their biggest night of the week. 
Yeah. Oh man, we had so much fun. <laughs> but you know, it was like it got to the point where they started charging at the door to come into to, to the to the deck house in Cranberry. But um, back then, they said when they when they booked me for that, it was Metro Mix that did that. They said, "Well, what's his name? Bill." Yeah. So I, back then, I was just DJ Bill. Okay. <laughs> So, and then I was there, you know, on and off for about six or seven years off uh, up there. And then I, uh, eventually, I, I, I left Metromix in 2004, actually, and then went on my own. And in 2007, I was down North Shore, and McFadden's had just opened. Mm -hmm. And I got into McFadden's. And I was DJing down there a little bit. And then one guy who knew me from the deck house a couple of years earlier, he said something about, yeah, yeah, DJ Dollar Bill. I'm like... Hey! <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm stealing that one. <laughs> and that was that was since 2007. It's been DJ Dollar Bill. So, nice. and it's funny. Every once in a while, I come across people. They'll better know me from the deck house. They'll say, "Are you, are you DJ Bill?" <laughs> yes, and I know who I know you from now because the only people from deck house call me DJ uh -huh. Bill. But so anyway, that's how it got started. I always had the love for music. And I always loved going out there and just having fun and dancing. And people liked, in my opinion at least, people like, at a party situation, people like to have fun. And sometimes they need a little encouragement. And a lot of times that encouragement is just, somebody get out there and do it first. Exactly. And they'll join you. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and that's how I got started. And to this day, I get gigs. Like I said, I don't do any advertising. It's all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. and, and because of that, um, I guess an update on what I, where I am now is that has landed me my gig for being the unofficial DJ for UPMC. Okay. So how I that? Mean, that's a pretty sweet. No, here. Day, I guess. Well, yeah. Here's how that worked. It was a friend of mine knew me as knew, knows me from DJing, and um, actually he was my vice president when I was the the president of the national nonprofit. He was my vice president, but he he also worked at UPMC, mm -hmm. and he goes. Uh, UPMC was doing these these employee appreciation days over the summer, over the course of the summer. Yeah, I think I remember this. So I would, they, they would have, they brought in, they brought in a DJ, mm -hmm. and we said you ought to come in there. I was like, okay, well, so he arranged for me to be there for one of the days, and I did what I do. I played the music. I'm out there dancing and getting them to try to get them. It was funny to get the, the doctors, and then I get some from the doctors. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so they we would have fun and everything, and then. Because was they had me and another DJ, but they saw me and then they they just booked me off almost. After that, that's I was the one they booked. Yeah. So that was about two two years ago, three years. Wait, this is 2019 now. So it's 2016, I guess mm -hmm. I started doing this. 2017, 2018. Anyway, so yeah, so um, so now in the summer, like okay, last summer 2018, mm -hmm. they booked me like 13 times. Wow. Over the, over, over the course of a summer? Over the course of a summer. Because I would be, I'd, I would cover Shadyside Hospital, Presbytery, Presby, and then the Whippick, which is Western Side, their, their staff. Yeah. And um, they, they booked me from April to August, basically. And over that course of that time frame, or September, and then they would book me, you know, over the course of the summer. And then, when Christmas came around, I did, I think, five Christmas parties for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I just, in fact, I just did the last part I did for them that was related to the holidays. It was last week. Yeah. It was, you know, sometimes people do these things way after the holidays. Yeah. The, one of the, yeah, I, went, I was there uh, a week ago this Friday. 
I was there the week ago. You, that should, was, well, shady side. Yeah, in uh, February. Yes, right. exactly. So, yeah. in February. <laughs> Man, we had some we had some fun though. Boy, we had some doctors. The head doctor got up there and started the. I got him to do the wobble. It was a wobble with the Cupid shuffle. Cupid shuffle. Yeah. All right. Good times. Yeah, man. Um, see, now usually this is where I go to like the structure of your day, but I mean, you, you, it's such a different kind of job. Yeah. So, is there any kind of regularity in? in well, what you do? yeah, but you have to set it up. Well, yeah. I mean, in other words, it's not like the nine to five where it's dictated by what time you to be at the job and so on and so forth. For me, where I go is is either what I set up or my wife sets up for me. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so my day basically is, you know, I wake up, I set my alarm every day. I make sure that I do that. What time I set it for varies <laughs> because I actually, I'm, I'm a night person by nature. And, and being in the club and doing so, so on and so forth, I'm used to being up till, you know, my, my night doesn't end until... You know, I don't at least put. I don't stop playing music until two o'clock typically. Yeah. And then by the time I get out of there, it's closer to three, three thirty. Yeah. And then I get home. I go out and get something to eat, and then get home. Many times that's not until four, mm -hmm. and I don't go to bed right away. Yeah. So typically, my my typical cycle is, I go to bed between four and six ish a.m. Okay. And I I try to get up anywhere between. If I get up, if I go to bed at four, I'll try to get up by nine thirty or ten. And then, you know, from there, I try to give myself five, between five, six hours right. of sleep. And then, then when I, during the night when I get home, if I'm not DJing that night, I work on other things. Like uh, if I need to have, if I have a wedding coming up, I'll make sure I have all the music for that and stuff like that. But if I already got that done, I'll work on the other stuff for my other company. Okay, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of it a little bit. Sure. Um, so it's very different working for Metro Mix. They have the equipment, all that stuff like this. Mm -hmm. You decide to go solo. Mm -hmm. What what kind of equipment are you getting? What a, what did you have in mind, and what did you get yeah. when you started? So initially, the reason why the, what what caused me to go solo is I met this guy, a friend of mine. Now he owned a, an equipment company, a sound and light company. Yeah. And we started talking. We became friends. And I told him what I was doing, Metromix, and uh, he said, you know, if you ever wanted to go off and do your own gigs, I can provide you with the equipment. And, you know, he would, I mean, Metromix always supplied the equipment, but if you remember, Metromix, they get way more money than you got. Yes. And and finally I said, I said you know what, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And that's so how I got my first gig in 2004. At, at Roma's, Pizza Roma of all places, up in North Hills, yeah. off of uh, off of um, Babcock. Mm -hmm. That's where I first. That's where I did my first gig, away from Metro Mix. Um, and at the time, so I didn't own any of my own equipment. I just had my own music. Yeah. Um, but he said that's fine, and then I just rented the music from, from equipment from him. And basically, over the course of uh, let's say a couple years or so. Um, I ended up buying my own coffin, mm -hmm. so which had the you know the C two double dual CD players, the mixer. Uh, you remember what they were? Just because I know there's some. No, let me think. Music let me nerds think. that, that are They were. They were. Let me think. I still. I still have the coffin. It's still at home. It's was it. Um, uh, let me think. It hasn't been. A, I think it was a Newmark. Yeah, they they were the ones that did Newmark dual the CD player in there. Real nice. First dual CD player, new marks along with a, a new mark mixer, hmm. in in my in my coffin, um, 
And then I would, at the time, I was just, now at that time, I was running now only the speakers and um, uh, and the wires from, um, but then after a while of doing, and then, so then I did, uh, that was the first equipment that I ever bought, okay? That was around, for that coffin, it came up with a complete, it was used, by the way, it was a yeah. used system. Uh, and it also had the ability to, it had a, kind of, it was different in a way from the regular uh, new marks because it also had a hard drive. Oh, okay. So I can either run off CDs or I can run off a hard drive. What year was this? Just so I can, I'm trying this, to picture this, this. This was about, I bought that system in, say, 2008 or nine around there. And I, it was used, because I'm just trying to think, because there was a whole, was yeah. a whole era of, like, iPod sure. compatible things, and, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... And and so I that's the, my first system that I ever bought for myself, um, and the reason why I bought it is because I could have that had the hard drive. Mm -hmm. I could now I didn't connect to the internet or anything like that. It was just a hard drive. Yeah. Uh, but I can load music onto that hard drive, so I don't know. I can run off CD or hard drive. Um, uh, now, but here's the kicker. Part of it, when I didn't realize at the time when I bought it, the one CD player side didn't work. Yeah. But. No real big deal because I, I could drive off the hard drive. So it was the same effect. You know, I can yeah. do both sides. Just one was on the hard drive, other was a CD player. Or it can be both CD and hard drive. But anyway, um, that, was, that was for my first system. And then I went from that to um, laptop. Yeah. And I got I got myself a, an HP laptop. I don't know if I use Apple, but I couldn't afford an Apple <laughs> at that time. I still, I don't, today's the day I don't use Apple. I use still uh, HP. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Apple products. You know, okay. I always like it when people are like, no, no, I don't do that. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you don't do that. <laughs> so I used HP, my first laptop, and then the first, the, 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 the DJ software that I used was Virtual DJ. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, to this day, I still use Virtual DJ. So Really? Is it still? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Do they still make new versions of it. Or oh is yeah, just the one you... oh. no, no, no. They they still make real. They, yeah, they they have made they make new versions of it, um, and it also gives you the opportunity to. Um, Virtual DJ gives you the opportunity to. I'm sorry, I'm sure Serato does the same thing, but Virtual DJ gives you. You can subscribe to a service where you can have access to their library of music, you know, like millions of songs. And for like, I pay like 10 bucks a month for that service. But you can also pay for the service that gives you access to their, their video library so you can do videos. Oh, okay. And they also have a service you can pay for that gives you access to all their karaoke libraries. So you can do you can run karaoke as well. All right. So, I mean, I don't need those two other services right now, but I do the other one for the music version. Yeah. So if I don't have it on my hard drive and on my computer, I can go to that service and that's something you have to be hooked up to the internet to use, or can you download things to use on-site? I can download to use on-site. I can have the, I have a, I was also have a, utilize a service where I can download music and then drop it onto my hard drive. Hmm. But this, the other service that I pay for 10 bucks a month is I don't have to drive, I don't have to download it per se. I can just pull it down to play that song for that moment. Yeah. Or I can put it in my cache. It'll stay in the cache for a while. But okay. yeah, it doesn't, um, I'm not actually downloading it in that, in that, in that respect. But yeah, that's um, and that was in 2011 when I got that, and then I upgraded to a, a, a bigger hard drive and a bigger laptop in 2013, and 
Yeah, that's the one I still I guess I'm using that one. I could probably might need to upgrade that one, but it's still I mean I have a, I have a terabyte of room. Oh, yeah, you can my, do a lot with a terabyte. I got a terabyte <laughs> on my on my hard drive, and so it's got a lot of room to, for the music and everything else, and it still runs the program fine. So there's no real need to. It was a yeah, it was a fairly high end computer I got, so it was it had room to grow. That's what always scares me about the computers. I mean, I'm so far removed from this stuff. I don't know. But yeah. Just the idea of a computer crashing in the middle of a, a party or something. It just. I, I can tell you this. Now, this is did this did happen to me. It wasn't necessarily a crash, but it was an update. Ah. Uh-huh. I was doing a party for. It was. Uh, uh, where was I? I was at an outdoor event. It was for Penn Trafford Middle School. Mm-hmm. Which is I'm kind of an official DJ for those guys too. By the way, they call me every time they do a, a middle school dance now. But um, I was doing this gig outside. I'm playing music. I'm doing my thing. I was away from the computer, and uh, you know, if you know Microsoft, they will update. If you don't update by a certain time, they just do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was doing my thing. I'm dancing. All of a sudden, the music cuts. What the hell happened? I'm running back over to my computer, and there it is updating. I'm like, son of a, you son, you know what I just, you know, I was so mad. But, you know, and then I try to figure out how to get out of the update, or I do have to let the thing hold, let the hold. So now, anytime, I, before I do a gig, um, I start my computer to see if there's an update waiting. <laughs> so that way I'll do it before the event, you know. So it doesn't do that again. But um, so, how did you handle that in the moment? Like, how long did that even take to? Oh, it to... took a few minutes. It took me over over five, and I just said, you know, talk among yourselves. Yeah, Sorry, folks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, I, I kind of you know played it off. Uh, you know, and they were they, they were all understanding. I said, look, if the, my computer's updating, they all knew what that meant. Yeah. So it's not like it was they was it wasn't a real hard thing to describe. My computer decided to update right this minute, and. I, I got out. I finally got out of that. I think I had to restart the computer to get out of the update. Yeah. And then once I restarted it, it was it went fine. Yeah, it's but, just such a situation. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but yeah, that that's happened. That was the last time that happened. You know, that once in a while you get something. Then you have every once in a while you get like a a moment of stupid. You know, you you set up everything. And you're thinking, you thinking, I can hear it in my headphones. Why is it not playing? Yeah. And the reason why is because you forgot to turn the volume up. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those knobs or yeah, some one little lever. Uh, I did that a couple of times, too. I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm literally 10 minutes. Okay, that's connected. Now, why is this not playing? I can't figure And it was volume. Oh, you <laughs> um, Just while we're on the subject there, do you have any stories that kind of stick out to you? That just, you know. Well, let me see. I saw, for example, um... I one time got booked for a divorce party. Interesting. Where divorce they party. they they decided that you know he he was, he was gotten he got a divorce and it finalized and he said I'm gonna have a party. Yeah. And he saw me I forget somewhere uh, and somewhere must probably most likely it was somewhere either at a club or at a wedding. That's most people where they see me. Yeah. Um, and he said I want you to have you come out to my do my divorce party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another gig where I did one time where I did a gig where. They, um, they, it was a swingers party, uh-huh. and it was a club, I guess a group of people, they have these events, 
every so often at different venues. And I, I who, who, Digital Dave, you remember Digital Dave? I remember Digital Dave. Digital Dave, I guess he's, he's done these over the years, and he couldn't do this one, so he called me. He said, you want to, I was like, sure, I'll do it. You know, I would and he said, well, now here's what to expect. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I went there, and sure enough, it was fun. I had a great time. You and know, I was going to say, do you treat it like any different party? Well, not really. Like it was, it was just a regular party. I mean, these kids, yeah. these people are doing, uh, trust me, the behavior is not much different in the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, you know, it, it's understood. It's all really okay there. But uh, other than that, though, it was, we just did the same thing. I did the same thing that I did, um, uh, you know, in the club. Um, other stories. Let me see. Well, when you become. If you become a DJ that people like, they recognize you outside of DJing. Yeah. Um, there's been many times. It's a weird thing in a way. It's almost like, I don't know how, I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's almost like being a celebrity in a way. In other words, I could be in a convenience store. I could be walking down the street. One time I was in a dentist's office. Mm-hmm. And, are you Dollar Bill? <laughs> or they said, "Were you at your Dollar Bill, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And or people come to me, yeah, how you doing? What's up? I'll be with my wife. We'd be, at, we'd be like in the girls' giant eagle, let's say. Yeah, how you been? They walk away. And she goes, who was that? I, say, I have no idea who that was. Yeah. And it's because they knew me from DJing. And I'm, like I said, I like to be personable. So I like to... I like to feel like I'm talking to, I want people to feel like I'm talking to them directly. Yeah. You know, or I'm communicating with them directly. So I think that carries over when they see me outside, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they come up to me like, you know, and I have no idea who they are half the time. But, um, but it, that's kind of fun though. Yeah. I say, you know, I tell my wife, I give her a hard time. I say, look, I'm a minor celebrity around here. <laughs> yeah. So you just remember that, right? I'm a minor celebrity. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the again, this is tailored a lot to like younger people that sure. would want to get into something like this. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for like, say, a teenager that just wanted to get started? Yeah. Well, that you did it. What they should probably do if they're interested <laughs> in doing what 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 we're talking about with and the music end of it or like the DJ thing. Look up companies that provide services to like do like weddings and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And reach out to them and, and see if you can get them with one of those. Because they will teach you all the things you need to know in that arena. They'll teach you the music. They'll teach you all the equipment and everything else. And then they'll start sending you on gigs. You can earn some money doing that. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can try to do it on your own, but why not go with someone that's established? They do all the legwork. All you're really doing is showing up, learning how to do it, and then they do the gigs. Yeah. And then you can, you know, you can, you can learn the skills you're going to need at that point. And then from that point, you can actually go on if you want to on your own if, and do something from there but I think that would be the, the, the most logical way to do it yeah. you know or if you're in high school maybe if you have access to equipment and software and things like that you can start by doing you know deciding to do your own school dances let's say for example Yeah, that would be another or even doing you know stuff with charities and nonprofits. they are always looking for events when they need a DJ or something like that um, and you know I would suggest that you you know, uh, if, we're, if you're going to charge for something like that, just go whatever whatever budget they have. That's what I would suggest. Yeah. You know, because one of the things, that's the hardest thing, one of the thing, hardest things to do is to, great, love to have you. How much you charge? And, you know, you don't want to like, oh, fuck, well, let's see, uh, how much you got? <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't want to 
price yourself out of that gig, yeah. but you also want to, you know, your, your time is worth money too. So, yeah, first I was trying to, just, I would give them a discount off my regular rate for, for, for nonprofits, but sometimes even that, depending on how small the nonprofit was, because that was even steep for some of them. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say to them, you know what, whatever your budget is, that's what I'll do it for. Okay, I think that's a, a fair way to handle that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just while we're on the subject, once you went solo, how did you establish your like price My brand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, okay, yeah. Um, and again, you don't have to give numbers or anything. No, no, no. Just... So it was it was a matter of okay. So I I found out through uh, I didn't they didn't realize they they got, they they gave me this information, but through Metro Mix. I learned what they were charging to do weddings. Mm. You know, I didn't know that initially until... How did you find that? Oh, so here's what happened. Um, at one point, they bought me in as a quote-unquote partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really what they were looking for was somebody to answer the damn phones at Metro There was Mix. quite a few partners over there, if I recall. <laughs> so, there was at least three of them when yeah, I started. So I said, okay. So I was doing, and they were giving me the mail, almost the administrative work. And I am that's the part that I'm really the worst at in everything. So I answered the phones and booked the, you know, took all the information and gigs and stuff. But and then I made a suggestion. I said, look, we should, uh, we, you should... Uh, bring a uh, each, each DJ should have a copy of the contract with them when they go out on their gigs. Okay. And the reason I think I said the reason is because if there's a balance due, or if there's some kind of dispute over the price of whatever, whatever the event is, you can we could have the contract with us and, you just look right and say, it. look, this is the contract we signed, we all agreed to, and here's the numbers. And I said, if we don't have that, this it's your word against mine, that kind of thing. They said, oh, okay, that makes sense. So then they started providing us sheets with the contract agreements. And because back then, I would get paid for each gig. I get paid a hundred dollars for a wedding, and if they asked for me specifically, they threw in another fifty. Okay. I think that's what it was. Uh, so I'm getting paid hundred fifty for a wedding. Now, when I first started, I thought that was great. You know, yeah. 150 bucks for like five hours, six hours. I, you know, that was better. I can, you can't get that in part time anywhere. Yeah, it's a good time too. <clears> and so it's fun. I was having fun like Christmas. Yeah. So, but then I got started getting this contract. And I started looking. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> they were charging way ten times the amount I was getting paid. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one doing that work. All they were doing was booking it and telling me where to go. I said, wait a minute. Well, that's not right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's when I started making it. You know what? I can charge less than this, make way more money than I'm making now, and put it all on you. And I get all of it. And yeah. I get all of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really how I got started. So um, now, me personally, I'm a, you know, I have a hard time with, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time with charging a lot of money. I just don't, you know, because I know when we got married, we didn't have a lot of money. And so we had to budget everything, you know, we didn't pay for everything. And so I can't, so to this day, I probably charge less than I should. Um, but it's still a decent amount of money. Though. But you're, yeah, you're making a living at it. Oh, right? absolutely. That's where I make, yeah, I mean, it's enough to me, you know, for my wife and I, we lived in Shadyside for the last, well, well we lived in the Lady Shadyside. Well, she got that apartment 
in Shadyside back in early 90s, 91, because she was at the time in law school. She just graduated law school, actually. But she got a job working at the pit at the, at the law school. Uh, and then I'd done other jobs in the meantime, you know, up to that, before I started DJing. Yeah. But the DJing has been enough that actually I pay the rent in, our, <laughs> in Shadyside. So that's, we're talking rent now, there's, you know, a thousand bucks a month. And we're in an older part of it, so, you know. Yeah. And, but the DJ can pay, the DJ can cover all that. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and and with some, and some other things too. So, Without overcharging people. Exactly. Still... Without overcharging. That's right. And I still charge, like I said, probably I still charge less than most DJs charge because I just can't bring myself to. Yeah. You know, I want people to afford what I can do. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And that makes you that minor neighborhood celebrity. Minor <laughs> <you laughs> neighborhood. That's right. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, I guess we go through the the general beats of the day. Let's say you have. Uh, Let's call it a wedding. Yeah. What is your, let's say, you wake up when, mm. and we'll go through from there. The day of a wedding? The day of a wedding. So it's, um, the day of a wedding is, is actually pretty simple because I've already done, you know, most of the work. Um, is this something you do like the night before or the week before? Oh, okay, or, so or the, the process, let me, let me, let me we'll walk through the process. process. So the process is this. Um, we get contacted by somebody that wants to book us for a wedding. Okay. Um, then they, you know, we could, my wife acted as that correspondence most of the time. So she, they either reach out to us either through my, my dollar bill, uh, Facebook page that I have. And then my wife, Lorraine, she actually monitors that. So when a message comes in, she responds back and forth. Or they'll sometimes reach out to me specifically on my own Facebook page. Or they'll call me or send me a text to my home, my, my personal cell phone. Yeah. But every time it happens, I always push it off to her because she's really she's much better than I am. Um, so she, she gathers the information, the date, and, and you know where and stuff like that. Then we set up a time we, when we want to meet with them. So we sit down, we figure out that time, we meet with them, and then we gather their information. You know how many people in the bridal party. You know, do you have songs picked out for your you know for the bridal for your dance your first dance and all the. Is there gonna be cutting of the cake, or there's uh, well, yeah. not, not always cutting of the cake. There's something during the move to cupcakes. No, that's one thing. Oh, yeah, the whole cupcake. Right. Thing. So, yeah. <laughs> is there gonna be a parent dance? So we go through all the details of the actual wedding. What's gonna happen when we sit down with them, um, and then we make sure that I make sure that I have all the songs that they want, and I create a folder for them on my computer, yeah. and with they put their name on it, and then nine devils with their songs. Um, Sometimes they have come back with changes and stuff, but the day of the wedding, you basically, I'm all I do. Yeah, I, I got the bridal party, so I try to go over the names, you know, a day or two before, mm -hmm. so I don't completely mutilate them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the day of, we just I wake up. Um, I I tend not to schedule anything else that day. I don't even the weddings don't happen anywhere, typically until like the evening, like starting at five or so. I don't like to do anything before. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm in the middle of doing something I have to stop because I got to go to a wedding. So I'll, I'll just, Saturday typically, you know, wake up, I may go over the names one, one more time, pack up the car, and, uh, and then, and everything fits in my trunk basically now. So my speakers are in the trunk, they're powered speakers, my, my speaker stands are in there, my wireless mic and my, my wires, they all fit in my trunk. I put my laptop and my, my computer stand in my back seat and off I go, you know. How how far in advance typically do they call book and book you? Cripes, I've had people book me uh, 
especially fairly recently, they've been booking me almost two years in advance. Oh, wow. So I got, like, so, for example, in starting in 2017, I guess, I started getting people wanted me to be their DJ in 2019. This is this year. Last year, I got people started booking me for 2020, you know. Uh, but, but generally, they book me anywhere from... I've had last-minute calls. as It's going to happen next month. Okay. <laughs> That's, or... Yeah. But typically, I'd say between six and nine months out, they typically book me from their event, the day of the event, you know, of their wedding. Um, but that's, I average about, I'd say six to nine months out. Okay, so that, that having a lot on the books already, I imagine mm-hmm. that takes a little bit of the stress out of yeah. the job. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm good for the next two years maybe yeah my wife trust me my wife knows that better than I do because literally people call me up or they say are you available it's like no idea I'll get back to you <laughs> or, or I can at the moment sometimes I can check my schedule my, my, my wife puts it in our calendar and it shows up on my phone oh okay yeah so I'll look on the I'll look on the calendar but sometimes she doesn't always put it in right away but so, but most of the time she does. So, I'll look on the I'll look on the calendar. And I'll say it looks like I am available. I always say it looks like I am available because I can yeah, I confirm. It's a soft. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so then, um, that's one of the things that my wife will tell me. Well, we have what we have coming up, and she gets frustrated with me sometimes. She goes, "She, goes, what are you? So where are you going to be on Friday?" I, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> so, but you know. And she gets a little, you know, you have this thing. Like, okay. She's always afraid I'm going to forget and not show up someplace. <laughs> yeah. I've never not done that, but, you know, I've never not showed up someplace. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, yeah, so that's, that's, um, yeah, that's uh, typically on the day of, and then we go out, and we go out, do the event, and we have a great time. We have fun. Okay, uh, so let's say, when, when does the wedding start versus when do you get there? Okay, so we like to get there between 45 minutes to an hour before the actual Start everything of the wedding. So, yeah. and typically weddings start at let's say five, okay. uh, and that's usually cocktail hour, mm-hmm. you know. And then typically an hour after that is when the bridal party is announced in, and then after that, that's the I guess the official start of the actual festivities, you know. Um, after the bridal party is announced in, then they do their formalities. Sometimes they do the dollar dance. Sometimes they don't. They're actually starting to get away from the dollar dance. Not as much. They don't do it as much as they used to. And then. Um, and then they also, the um, uh, card bouquet toss, that's now 50-50 now, even now. But um, whatever formalities they have, we'll go through all of them. Uh, so I'll introduce them in. Now they have a choice either to cut the cake before or after dinner. They can cut, they can do the first dance before or after dinner. But once we start the formalities, like if we're going to do all those other ones, like cutting it, I mean, uh, dollar dance and card bouquet, I can do all that straight through. And then that way they're out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then it gives us more time at the end to just dance. To just dance. Yeah. Exactly. Keep it simple. Exactly. And that's typically, and then, you know, so, and the, our typical weddings are usually five hours. Mm-hmm. So we go from five to 10 or six to 11 or whatever the case is. And then um, sometimes to go over time, but most of the time it's, it's within that five hour time frame, though. Okay. That's. It's reasonable. Yeah. Five hours of work. Five hours of work. Yeah. I mean, five of actual work. I mean, breaking, setting up. I don't charge for setting up or, or breaking down, of course. But well, yeah. You don't do that. I mean, but yeah, to, to set up. Once I pull in there and bring my equipment in, it takes me literally ten minutes to put the speakers up, plug everything in, and get the computer up and running. Yeah. Doesn't take me that much, you know. <laughs> All 
All right. I mean, I I, I hate to cut it short because like it it is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm I'm cutting it short because I already know most of the little. You're right. You're right. Sure. 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 I'm trying to think. What else do you want to throw out there for someone who would be interested in in getting into this? One of the things, well, you know, like I said, to reach out to companies that do provide DJ services. Well, yeah, that there, would there's, be, there's always that. Yeah. That would be the probably the because those people are almost always looking for some people to to help DJ for them. I get that. I'm I'm kind of looking for like the little details. Okay. That like me or you can kind of be like, oh well, yeah, we've been through that. We sure. But like something to like a warning or a here's a heads up about this or okay so maybe some bridezilla stuff <laughs> Ooh, i've had one yeah i could tell you one bride i'll tell you one bridezilla story i had this one couple not couple it was her where i mean i should have known when one of the bride one of the groomsmen dropped out and said screw you i will never tell you yeah. that should have been a sign that i you know mm-hmm. but this person was simply a control freak i mean just absolutely a control freak, and and the thing of the matter is, it was weird. We wanted to meet with them, but they never sat down with us. And she said all this information to us, so we did the best we could to try to accommodate her, and everything. Um, we didn't get everything perfect, but it was a good wedding, you know. Yeah. They made this big, huge deal. They wanted the dollar. I mean, during the during the dollar dance, they wanted the the, the bride and groom polka, but they didn't know what they didn't know the name of it. I said, I got plenty of polkas, you know, yeah. but they wanted that specific one. Yeah. And I didn't know the name of it, and neither did they. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so they're making this big hullabaloo about, well, how do you, and they, they're going on YouTube and trying to find it, and they, they couldn't figure out what the name of it was. So that didn't work out. I mean, I played polkas, and it worked out. When I introduced them in, they were, you know, they had this routine they wanted to do, and they gave me the songs they wanted, but they didn't give me, they didn't tell me it was, I had to play this much of it, cut it off, and then because they had this dance routine that they never told us about. So I, I did what was logical. I played half of the song, played the next half of the other song, and and after everything else was said and done, at the end of the thing, I thought now I felt a little bit bad about that, not having everything perfect. So I actually paid overtime for them and not charged them. I paid. I played almost an hour of overtime to kind of make up for the yeah. thing they didn't have right. They actually kicked us out because I was going to pay a full hour overtime, but they kicked us out before that happened. So I played another 48 minutes overtime. Um, I got this uh, a letter the next day. Was it the next day or two days later? First thing she did was thank me for my being punctual. I thought that was weird. Okay. Being punctual. And then she tore into me, just into this oh, email. Oh, that was it. It was the setup to... Oh, she just said, I, you did this wrong, you did that, you did that. I'm reading this thing. I'm as My, my blood is boiling at this point. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I am not going to respond to this right now because I'm going to... This will be... Uh, 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 you know, this would be a... a, a uh, cursing-laced <laughs> response if I respond to this right now. You know, I was filled with profanity, so I, I, I let it sit for a day or two. And then I said, okay, I'm going to answer each one of these accusations point by point. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. It took me, you know, hours to go point by point to say, you said you wanted this, but here's what we did, and here's what you said you wanted, but you never told us this. I went all the way down the list. And I, and, and no, because at the end, she was talking about... I want some kind of a refund back. Ooh. I was like, and I said at the end, I said, you know what? I did play 40 minutes overtime and didn't charge you for it. 
And I told her what the value of that was, what the value, dollar mm-hmm. value was. I said, but I'm willing to listen to your case of making a, a case of getting some of a recovery refund, but we're going to have to meet in person. Because we didn't meet at all before the wedding. Yeah. I said, we are not going to go. I, I will not go back and forth over email over this. We did this before, and this is where it ended up. We are going to meet in person, and we're going to hammer this out. Mm-hmm. She wrote back a day or two later saying, I can see where you had, where your confusion could have come from. You know, forget it. In <laughs> essence. <Okay. laughs> holding my breath there. Yeah, she like, dropped oh, right. it at that point. But <laughs> that was my one biggest bridezilla situation. Another one that, that was second to that would be I, I, I got there to this one wedding and I played they they had a the ones they have the control fix really annoyed me but they had a specific list of songs they wanted to play so I literally got all these songs off and I, I off of, I played specifically from that list I didn't deviate this was during their like dinner yeah yeah, yeah. and I played off that list and then at the end of the night you know everybody had fun everybody was talking about how fun they had and everything else. And they, they came over at the end of the night. The parents of the bride and groom they came over and they said, no, oh, this is great. You guys are great. See, they were a little drunk at this point. Yeah. This is great and everything else. So at one point, my wife and I, we were looking. Somebody asked for references. So we reached out to some of our old clients that we had. They said, Could you, would you mind giving us a good review or a good reference or whatever? We reached out to this one couple I just talked to. About. Well, we didn't really like this. They didn't like that. Yeah, really? You just... you. You said none of this today. You know, none of this. This came out of nowhere for us. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, you didn't play the songs we asked for." Meanwhile, yes, I did. You yeah. know, I got the. Li- now with the computer, it's even really good because the computer tracks every song you played oh. ever since you got the program. So ever, ever since you started with the program, it tracks from the day you started that using that program. You can go back on the date. It shows you every song you played. So they can't even use that one. Anymore. Yeah, That's here's the list. Here it is. Here's the list. Every song I played that night. <laughs> But so, yeah, that's, and you got to, oh, uh, uh, another thing you have to be prepared for is people wanting, if they request a song, they want it now. Yeah. They want it, they want you to many times cut the song off you're currently playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want to hear their song now. They'll come up and they'll say, uh, can you play, you have, blah, 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 can you play this? Yes. Can you play it next? No. <laughs> no. I, I will play it. You know, or they'll they'll play. You know, they go. I don't. Sometimes they'll ask for next. I said. I also said. I said. Give me a couple songs. Usually that works. But other times, they'll say. You know. Are there? You're playing something now, right now. This song sucks. This I don't even like this song. <laughs> okay. What do you want to hear? I don't know. I just play something good. <laughs> play some good. That's, that's the old play some good one. Okay, but what do you want to hear? I don't know. It's just you know what? Okay. Or you get people some of like, You know, nobody's dancing in this. Meanwhile, there's a, just a dance floor out there. Yeah. I remember this one girl. She was a kid, so I I give her. Now excuse her for that. This one girl. She was like 15. I was doing it for 13. She was doing it for her friend who was on a, a 13 year old birthday party or whatever, and. I was playing this song and, and, and they were dancing. You know, they had a, some people out there dancing. It wasn't packed. It was a bunch of kids. Yeah. But there were some girls dancing, dancing. And the girl comes over and she goes, you know, nobody likes this song. Nobody really, I, 
And I kind of turned around and said, well, you better go tell these people on the dance floor. <laughs> because they're under the impression that they're liking this song. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she didn't know I quite know what to do with that, and I probably shouldn't have ditched with her teen. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But it is kind of, yeah, I, to, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist that one. But, but other than that, you got to be, sometimes people will get rude with you. You know, or, or yeah, with a lot of drunks, you'll get you get people. A fair bit of, you you, but that doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't even happen every week. It happens, but it does happen. And you got to know, you know, how to deal with them. You just say, "Look, can I play play my song? Yeah, can you play it next?" I said, "Give me a couple songs. I'll get it off for you." Yeah. That usually just that usually works. Yeah. But other than that, it's um. Because half the time I'm on the dance floor. That's the thing. When I DJ, I don't stand behind the DJ booth all night. Yeah. Half the time, I shit, this is a great song, and I go on the floor, you know. Yeah. And I go out there dancing and stuff. So half the time they have to catch me on the, get to catch me when I come back to the DJ booth. Yeah, I guess that's the extra, you know, <laughs> safety net that you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another, another key. Another key. Uh, point of point of. Uh, Get on the dance floor and dance. That way they can't yell at you as much because you're dancing. So Yeah, great piece of advice. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, I, I definitely want to do a follow-up about your, um, all your nonprofit stuff. It's okay, sure. It's fascinating to me because I don't, I don't know anything about that. Um, and we, we've had a few nonprofits on the show that just, mm. uh, it's just, it's fascinating work to me. And I just love when people just like helping people. Sure. Jobs that are fulfilling in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we re- revisit that, maybe I'll absolutely. come up with some more DJ stuff to talk about. But okay. uh, I just end the show with these just random questions oh, to just okay. like keep things light. And, sure. Yeah, keep things going. So if you, if you want to pass on any of these, sure. feel free to pass. Boxer briefs. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have like an ideal breakfast, like anything you want. Ooh. Ideal breakfast. Hmm. You know, I'll give you an example. One time, or my wife and I used to, every once in a while, I used to, we knew somebody that ran the manager of a hotel in um, in South Hills. It was a Crown Plaza. Yeah. And we would, uh, she'd give us a free room. If it wasn't too busy, she'd just give us a free room. Many times the big suite. And it, they threw in that free breakfast. And the breakfast was these, these custom-made omelets with you know all the everything everything goes along with it the bacon the martini as much meat as i do but you know sausage the, the toast the, the fruit and the, the, the omelets these customers that something like that yeah that would be i told they'd be i say omelets eggs you know sausage probably you know some kind of toast and maybe some pancakes and just or anything the whole spread oh man <laughs> yeah that <laughs> that's good stuff and uh this as, as some of these too they're unrelated to the work sure these are just in general jobs um what's the best advice you ever got don't don't quit don't quit it be persistent don't take no many times no especially what i do Many times, no means not right now. Yeah, okay. They'll say no, but you can always go back to them a few months later, and maybe the situation has changed, or whatever the case is. But And don't take it personal. That's another thing. Yes. They're not rejecting you as a person, because if they knew you, ah, they'd love you, right? <laughs> so, so it's a matter of don't take it personal. It's yeah. not... They don't. They're not rejecting you as a person. They may not be in the position to be to, to do what you're offering or whatever the case is. So don't don't take it on a personal level. 
I think that that's a very good piece of advice. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, what movie do you think you've seen the most? Ooh. From beginning to end, or just... Just the most. It doesn't have, you don't have to finish it. Just if it's on, you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, I'll have that in two parts. So, okay. the movie that I've sat through the most is probably when I was a kid, and this is, I'm an older guy, but when Star Wars first came out, mm-hmm. I went to go see that movie 11 times. In the theater? In the theater. Wow. Yeah. I was a kid. I'm like, this is great! You know? <laughs> <laughs> And I went to, you know, every time I got a chance, I went to see Star Wars. I, I got to the point, I started, re- I started to memorize dialogue, you know. Yeah. I got to the point, I was that little kid going, may the force be with you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, uh, so other than that, movies that I'd saw, I've probably seen the most and I've watched on a regular basis is probably split between, the sci-fi's were a big thing, so The Matrix is one. Okay. And then... On the lighter side, more like a comedy type thing would be probably um, Midnight Run. That movie cracks me Midnight up. Midnight Run was just on the other day. I know, I know. I, I was beginning, I was going to yeah. watch it, but it was like, oh, come on, at 5 o'clock, I got to get to bed because I had a meeting the next day. Yeah. But it was at 4.30. I'm like, oh, I should watch this. I, oh, it's at 5, and I'm, I'm on. That's what I did. I watched like 20 minutes of it, but I was like, I have to watch it for a little bit. <laughs> Midnight Run is a great movie. I love that thing. All right, uh, what's your biggest fear? Ooh. Biggest fear. I would have to say. I'd have to say my biggest fear is being not able to take care of myself. In other words, I've always been more of a, you know, I, I can do things. I really try not to take advantage of, take for granted that I can do the things that I do on a physical level. The able to not being able to, ha- and that's that's I guess connected to being the freedom, you know, that's kind of all being uh, having to be dependent upon somebody else. Yeah, my fear is that I would get to a point in my life where I couldn't do things for myself anymore. I couldn't, let's say, drive myself any round anymore because I got maybe too old and my eyesight's going and I can't. Yeah. You know, do that, or if I ever got into an accident, God forbid, and I couldn't, um, you know, I, I couldn't feed myself anymore. Because I've actually worked when I was in college, I worked with uh, people who were paraplegic and quadriplegics that couldn't do those things, yeah. and that would be so hard for me not being able to do things for myself. Yeah, that's, that's that would be the probably fear. that's yeah. that would be my fear and not being able to take care of myself being completely to- completely dependent upon others mm-hmm. that would be probably my biggest fear okay um candy any candy in the world what do you, you have ooh candy I would have to say hmm Snickers Snickers that's candy a, that's a good answer candy Snickers is probably my best Candy, that's that's the one I would. If I had to choose all the, all the candy in the world that I could have, it'd be Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, childhood hero. Ooh, that would have been. It was a choice between when I was really young. It was Superman. All right. Um, quick story about that. When I was a kid, my my four or five years old. Uh, my 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 cousin, he's my dad's first cousin, so he's my he was a lot older than me. 
but he's my second cousin. My first cousin was removed. Anyway, um, this is when we lived in California. I'm from California originally. This is when we lived in California. And I had, of course, I was watching a lot of Superman cartoons back then. And I put on a, you know, a bath towel. Mm-hmm. That was my cape. But when I had my bath towel on, you couldn't call me by my name. Yeah. My wife, my cousin says, hi, Billy. I'm not Billy. My mom, I don't remember doing this. My mom told me this. I'm not Billy. Oh, really? Who are you? I'm Superman. I'm Superman. So when I was young, it was Superman. When I got older, it was probably the Hulk. Okay. Because I actually started collecting Hulk comic books, uh, and I still have them, actually. When I was about, uh, starting around nine or ten years old, I started collecting Hulk super, uh, comic books. Hulk is my guy. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like the good streamlined answer like that. <laughs> Um, what kind of soap do you use? Oh, I use, uh, it's called Access, wait, what is, it, what is it called, Access? It comes from one of the direct sales companies that I, that uh, I work hold with. On. Nice time for a plug. How about <laughs> that? The name of the company is called Melaleuca. They've been around since 1985. They, they, they manufacture uh, and sell products that are environmentally friendly, you know, um, they try to make packaging that is, you know, reduces waste and so on and so forth. Nice. And and I've been I've been ordering products from this company since 2002. So I've been using their product, and they're and they have all kinds of like vitamins and so everything we have in that's virtually everything consumer we have in our home, in in so far as like cleaning products, personal hygiene, you know, like soap and deodorant, that kind of thing. That all comes from Melaleuca. Okay. Well, I usually skip over that question because I don't really get that good of answers, but I'm glad I, <laughs> glad I stuck with it with you. Um, if someone gave your 18-year-old self $1,000, what do you think you'd do with it? Ooh, when I was 18? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, see, that's a tricky question because I'm thinking 18, if I knew now what I knew then. No, that's the second part of the question. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay, 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 okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh I would say if I was 18 and I got a thousand bucks, I would probably, I would spend it on probably, mm, probably on travel. I would, good. That's a good answer. I, would, I don't usually get very good answers. I would travel, I would go on travel. I would, because like I said, I'm not originally from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm from the West Coast. Uh, and I have friends of mine in Washington State where I live, and, and also my cousins. I have still have co- I have cousins in Washington too, but I also have cousins that are living in California, is where I'm actually born. So I would I would take a trip. I would go somewhere with that money. And now? Now I would put that money and in, into my company, and I would utilize that money because I'm in now in the, I'm in now in the process of, of, of starting my own nonprofit organization. And I'm going to need some money for that. So I have some money put aside for that, but I got to collect that up. But somebody, if I had a thousand dollars now, that's if I you had me a check yeah, today, a thousand bucks today. That's a, I would t- tomorrow that nonprofit would be up and running. That's that's what I would have. That's awesome. Great answers. Great answers. <laughs> uh, pet peeve in general. Ooh, pet peeve. Hmm. I try not to let it much bother me, but if I had to say a pet peeve would be I 
I, in a quote, somebody, I heard this quote before, and I think, yeah, that, that would probably bother me. People don't think. Yeah. People don't, I mean, they don't think through either what they're saying or what they're doing. Can you give me an example? Of so, okay. You know, there are people in general that have, they can hold two contradictory things in their mind. Mm-hmm. Doing them at the same time simultaneously, not knowing that they're being contradictory. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, now we're going. Hope this isn't too political, but no, this no, isn't. But so the, I guess the quintessential example of that would be this is back when Obama was still president, and you know this is when he was trying to implement you know the Affordable Care Act, and of course the Republicans were trying to say it was, you know death panels and yeah, all this kind I, of stuff. The quintessential picture of that, of not thinking, is somebody that was protesting against the Affordable Care Act, and they were holding up a sign, and they said, keep your government hands off my Medicare. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That cheeses me, that rip, that... T- that gives me the red ass to know. I can't tell you how much that annoys me. What do you think that is? I mean, just exactly. It's, now they, it's not like they don't have the intelligence to understand this. They just aren't thinking. Oh yeah. They, you don't see. Take a second to think about it before if you, you think put, a second, it, put it out into the world. Yeah. I mean, and and then it's just that's it. But that picture is a quintessential example of something that just gets to me, gets under my skin. I literally. I would try to debate folks. Ironically enough, some of my friends, most of my friends, in fact, are real conservatives. And I don't, but I kind of appreciate that because I can actually, these are people that are conservative, but they're willing to talk to me. Yeah. And I can talk back and forth with them, and I can ask them questions, because that's the thing. I can ask them questions, and then I can actually, through questions, point out their contradiction. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, yeah, I never thought about that. But, Whoa, you should have, you dummy. <laughs> But yeah. that's it's that kind of thing. I like the idea of being able to talk to folks that have these ideas that are contradictory or that are counterintuitive or, or that, that are against their best interests many times. But it, I can't watch it on TV because I, I mean, I get the TV; they can't hear me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but and that's that's so the pet peeve is people not thinking through what they're either saying or what they're doing because many times they're their own worst enemy in a lot of ways. It's a good answer and a good example to back it up. <laughs> Good stuff. What's something you wish you'd learned earlier? How money worked. Good answer. Uh, general tipping custom. 20%. Good. Uh, childhood celebrity crush. Ooh. <laughs> How far back in childhood are we talking? <laughs> formidable years, you know. Formidable. When first started noticing. Oh, when, I, when I first started noticing chicks? Yeah. Well, let me think. Uh... I would have to say, I know I found out very young when I was like three years old that I was a leg man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that out because my mom told me a story about when I was at a bowling alley and I was about three years old. Some girl, woman, had a pair of shorty shorts on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a three-year-old, you, know, I can, you can get away with something like this. <laughs> I went over and I started rubbing her legs. <laughs> so I'd say, I'd have to say, Oh, she thought it was the cutest thing in the world, and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> with my binky in my mouth, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'd have to say 
crushes would be, oh, I'd say that, that now this is the first time I ever knew the name of like the first porn star, I guess. <laughs> and that had to be Ginger Lynn. Ginger Lynn. Oh my God, Ginger Lynn. <laughs> yeah, that was one I, I had a crush on. Yeah. There we go. Um, what's one thing you change about yourself? Hmm. I had to, I had to say. The one thing I have to change my well, maybe two things. One is apparently I talk louder than I think I do. <laughs> so I have a volume control in syndrome, I guess. I and people always tell me, "Why are you always yelling?" I'm not yelling. I, and for me, I, I don't. That's, sound that's like, great for the job. I, you, gotta, I, you gotta be that guy. It, 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 you would think, right? Yeah. But I think I think it, I people think I'm I talk loud, <laughs> and I don't think I do, but I, apparently I do. And so that's one. All I right. think I wish I might, I wish I could hear myself as loud as everybody else hears me so I can know I'm not to allow talking loud. Even though I'm not thinking, I don't think I'm talking loud. <laughs> number one. That's number, number two, I'd have to say, oh, <clears throat> I wish I could change the fact that when I don't understand something, I get frustrated. I could, yeah, I, I get that. Because if something... Meaning, not to say that it's confusing to me per se, but it's, you know, the frustration comes in like, how can you not get this? Mm -hmm. This is not rocket science. This is not something very, and I get frustrated when people don't get something very simple. Right. And I shouldn't get upset with them. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I do get upset with them, you know. Yeah, I get that. So, um, What type of music do you like and why? Ooh. Especially good on you. Yeah. Being a DJ. Yeah. I have a pretty Pretty big, as far as genres go, I, I like a lot of the genres because you have to with That's the DJ. Kinda, I figured I was going to get that out of you. But yeah, like you're alone in your car. There's no one around. What do you do? What's what do you Ooh, go okay. to? Okay, so if I was them alone in my car, it would it would be, uh, wow. Huh. We I can tell you what I do actually do. So we listen. We have satellite radio in our car. Mm -hmm. So we listen to a lot of you know 70s, 80s, and, and 90s. But if I was listening to just, if I had to pick, every once in a while, say for example, every once in a while, I'll pick out a song that I, it's probably an old R&B song that's relatively obscure, you know, that I, unless you know R&B, you may not know it. But I sometimes get lost into that. I would play Alexander O'Neill and some, maybe some old um, New Jack Swing or something like that, or we're talking about the, the old, uh, Ballads, like you know, I was just, I just saw something about Teddy Pendergrass yeah. on TV. Just yeah, I saw, I saw that out there. I want, I want to watch that. I saw that. I just happened. To, I had to stumble across that, and I watched it. I'm like, whoa! I remember, and I remember all those songs. And I would do that sometimes. I come across a song, and then I did that one time when I was DJing or I was downloading music for a wedding, and I was, well, I'm here. Let me go listen to this song. I was like, oh man! And then, and then, like three hours later, I was. Thinking of all these songs that I hadn't heard in years, and I started mm -hmm. doing that. So it would, I'd say it, it would have to be old, you know, or R&B, you know, Teddy Bennett, Luther Vandross, Freddie Jackson, Marvin Gaye type music. Yeah, I came across. Say for a great example is that um, um, Time Life had a commercial on, commercial on, and it was all those type of songs. 
people yeah. Bryce. I said, that probably would be the one that I would say my ultimate favorite. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say it would be that. Good stuff. Uh, what's something you're bad at? Bad at? Hmm. I'd say, oh, there's a few things, but I, I, just, just throw I think the, the, comes to mind. the thing I'm bad at is administrative work. Okay, yeah, we covered that a little bit. Oh, right? I hate it, because I, yeah. I hate it. I can't no, stand I, it. I'm the same way. I can't stand it, so I'm, just I'm bad at it. Paperwork, just, paperwork, paperwork. Exactly. Oh. Um, you have a sleep routine. As in time? Cause you, no, because you have like some weird hours sometimes. Yeah. Do you have like a ritual before you go to bed? Oh, my ritual just... basically is like I, you know, um, usually I'm in front of the TV. Uh, I discovered YouTube, by the way, it comes on. You can get YouTube through. I cripes. <laughs> I've learned a whole lot because of that. But I, I watch a lot of YouTube now. But now my routine is I go, after I do that, I... I take I take my vitamins from Maluka. <laughs> There's a vitamin pack I take once in the morning, once before I go to bed, uh, along with my medication I take, uh, and then uh, I brush my teeth, and then I go to bed. And then many times I fall asleep within a few minutes, but if, if I get excited about something, something on my mind or whatever, yeah, it rolls all around in my head until I fall asleep. So. All right. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. And we'll wrap this up. If you could do anything mm-hmm. for a living, yeah. what would it be? Mm. Anything, even something like totally off the know, wall. Yeah. If this was possible, the technology doesn't exist for this. But it, it, if it was possible, I think maybe this would maybe something with, that has to, you know, um, maybe after I leave this earth and maybe my soul gets to do this yep. I want to travel the universe Okay. I want to go to all these different things I hear astronomers theorize about now that we have these big telescopes that are in the sky that we know that there are other planets out there now uh, I love to see all that stuff firsthand. So all the intergalactic space travel. Oh my god, <laughs> I'd be gone. I would not be here. That's why I watch a lot of the Star Trek and all those kind of space type movies, you know, and finding the possibilities of even not just space, but just being able to explore the. You know, there's a theory of where everything that can happen does happen. Yeah, I'd love to see what happened. <laughs> you know, I'd love to see what happened to the there's an intimate number of me's out there that experience all these different things based on the decisions I made and I make these decisions in this realm but in other decisions other realms I may have made a decision that took me in that direction I like to see what happened I like to see, go back and say wow what the? like a whole multiverse theory multiverse kind of yes multiverse. I yeah. love to see all that stuff yeah that's that's the hopefully maybe like I said maybe that's something that that's my idea of heaven I mean if I if, if I get to go to heaven and I'm like standing in front of the pearly gates like Let's see the rest of this joint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's take a look around. Let's take a look around, all right? <laughs> Perfect. That's a great place to go. Oh, that, that, shoot. I love it. Well, give yourself one more plug. Uh, plug everything. Sure. Plug okay, so my DJ, DJ Dollar Bill. If you want to go to Facebook, you'll see me, uh, DJ Dollar Bill, y'all. That's the <laughs> that's the actual. Mm-hmm. If you want to type it, type that in in Facebook, that's where I show up. Uh, my Twitter is DJ Dollar Bill 1. Uh, you can find me there. Um uh, then um, 
me see. Um, that's probably the best way to catch catch up with my um, um and my wife's number for if you want to book me, book me. Is four one two nine six nine six zero eight one. That's her phone number for booking me as a DJ. Her name is Lorraine. Um, and then my other website, Dwell and Associates. Uh, it looks like dwell. It looks like the word dwell. Dwellassociates.com. You can go to that website and see the information there. There's a thing that'll pop up that you can join on our newsletter type thing. So I can I'll, I'll, I can mm-hmm. you know send you stuff when I get stuff to send out. Um, and then of course, if you are looking, if you're in, especially if you're a nonprofit and you're looking to figure out ways, new ways to earn, uh, bring in more revenues for your nonprofit organization, definitely hit me up on the on the Dwell Associates because. We have some great ideas on how to do that and, and create sustainable, reliable revenues for your nonprofit. We can do that for you. That's awesome. And I can attest, one of the best wedding DJs I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. You're the best. Thanks for doing the show. Man. No, man, I appreciate it. What's the name of the show? What's the name of the show? I don't wanna... It's called Take Me Through Your Day. Okay. And it's a podcast, you say? Yeah, it's a podcast. When has this been broadcasting? It's all over the place. Here, let me cut this off because we're, we're done here.